1: my 434th show ever of all around sports reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week to join the show. The call in number is 1-866-472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at www. I-I-R sports, word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. will talk about covering the draft out in Cleveland this past weekend. And that leads right into my highlight of the week, which was indeed the NFL draft from Cleveland. And AP and I had a pretty good couple weeks leading into the draft on our last couple shows, given that we uh, focused pretty heavily on Alabama players in general, Mac Jones in particular, as well as Najee Harris. And sure enough, the Patriots uh, really got the draft going when they stayed put at 15 and drafted Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, and Najee was drafted by the Steelers, uh, both of which we talked about over the last couple of weeks, so it was fun to see it come to fruition. So up here in New England, and I'm broadcasting a mere 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, Uh the excitement is palpable, uh, New England fans are fired up, It feels kind of like the fun is back for the Patriots uh, after a not so fun year last year and in the wake of Tom Brady's departure. And uh, Mac Jones, he just seems to be a Tom Brady clone in every way, starting with uh, you know what I believe to be his three top qualities which are uh, intellect, leadership, and winning, a winner. And if you ask me to pick three adjectives to describe Tom Brady 20-plus years later, uh, watching his entire career uh, right down the road at Gillette Stadium, those are the exact same three uh, adjectives I would use. So uh, Mac Jones, when he got the call, strutting out to uh, meet the commissioner and wear his Patriots hat and all of it. Uh, It was good stuff. And again, it was what everybody in New England wanted, it seems. They had to just simply uh, address the quarterback issue long term. We all know they have Cam Newton signed up for this coming year. We also all know Cam's... Uh, up-and-down year that he had last year. So uh, it's going to be – and then we're, there's Jared, Jared Stidham as well in the mix. So interesting quarterback room, but it just seems like Mac Jones is uh, was meant to come to New England. He basically said as much. I guess he whispered uh, a little secret <laughs> that was picked up, hot mic, and uh, saying he secretly wanted to come to New England and – here he is, so it's going to be uh, again fascinating to watch. And again, there's it's like a uh, bolt of energy was injected into the Patriots franchise and Patriot fans up here in New England. This also will put to bed, for all intents and purposes, it seems, Jimmy Garoppolo returning to New England, where he played his first few years, although he didn't play much. He was backed up Tom Brady. Uh, but when he played, he played well. Um, so, uh, you know, that compare coupled with the 49ers moving up to number three and then taking, uh, Trey Lance, uh, would seem to, again, settle the Jimmy G situation where he's under contract, big contract with the Niners, but he, uh, uh, you know, we'll likely start given Trey Lance's, uh, limited playing time over the past couple of years. Um, clearly the Niners must, you know, must see him as a potential Patrick Mahomes type player. They have a the same style of game. They took him in number three above Mac Jones and above Justin Fields. And, uh, so they're, they're betting on him to be the future quarterback, and we'll see where it all ends up with Jimmy G, but probably not till uh, well into the season at earliest. And my bizarre story of the week is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last year, watching the NFC championship game, Bucks at Lambeau against the Packers, and fourth down... From I believe the eight-yard line, game on the line, season on the line, and uh, when they chose to kick that field goal with maybe two minutes left, if that, uh, I basically I turned to uh, turned to the people I was with and said, uh, Aaron Rodgers will never play for the Packers again, and now it suddenly on draft day looks like that might actually occur. This is, of course, against the backdrop of last year where he was apparently not consulted when the Packers shocked the draft and took Jordan Love, quarterback, young quarterback. So it's uh, it just really was a dominant topic throughout the day of the draft and beyond, still is. Lead story still this morning on many sports shows, so... We'll see how that all plays out, but it is—it's uh, fascinating stuff, to say the least. Uh, another bizarre story. Just watching last night was the apparent game-tying home run by the Phillies versus the Mets. It was waved off because it hit the railing, uh, as opposed to hitting the seat behind the railing. Uh, but it was really—it was surreal and bizarre in that it looked like a three-run game-tying home run. And got all the reaction, only to have it go to, of course, review, where they then made what apparently is the correct call. It seems to be a black and white issue. Uh, And that was it. The guy who hit uh, the apparent home run was put on second base. They let the two runs score, down one, Bryce Harper at the plate, tying run at second, and Bryce Harper struck out. So that was a pretty bizarre ending to that game. It uh, late on a Sunday night, national game on ESPN. And my low light of the week is New Englander, just from a couple towns over from here, uh, Keegan Bradley, simply just not closing. He basically was at or near the lead uh, from the opening of the Ballast Bar down in Palm Harbor, Florida. place I'm very familiar with. I've stayed this brook I've golfed Copperhead and the Snake Pit, and it's a fabulous, fabulous spot. And Sam Burns earned it, no question about it. Uh, but Keegan Bradley, former major winner, PGA, uh, who's a bit of a hero around these parts, certainly to golfing fans. Uh, you know, played high school golf here, that type of thing. Pat Bradley's nephew, former El. Uh, LPGA player, and uh, yeah, just would have thought, you know, he would close a little stronger, uh, you know, given his history. It just felt from day one that the tournament was kind of his. And tune in, uh, uh, you know, on the back nine yesterday, and he's down four strokes with some opportunities to close that gap a little bit, and he just couldn't do it. Um, And Finally, uh, shout out to the Kentucky Derby. 52,000 fans there, which is for them limited. I was there at the Kentucky Derby in 2019, and it was one of the great sports events I've ever been to in my life. Uh, weather could have been a little better, but there was 150,000 people there and it's something I will never forget. Uh, so it's just good to see. After last year, it was run before an empty Churchill Downs, and it was not the first Saturday in May. It was, I believe, in September. And uh, it was just good to see at least a third of the stands filled, which, again, at Churchill Downs, that's 52,000. Uh, so, again, the largest crowd at a sports event in America since the pandemic began. So we're getting there. Uh, Uh, It's baby steps for now, and I'd say 52000 at the Derby is uh, uh, more than a baby step. It's a big step. And now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: channel
3: a brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others if you have that courage then Bravehearts radio with brian reinbold is for you even if you aren't yet you'll want to still tune in to get inspired Create your own story to share and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests. And your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today uh, after your big weekend at the draft in Cleveland?
4: Hey, John, doing very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was excited to be there, John, once again.
1: Yes, uh, good for you. It came across great on TV, and so... I have to just ask, how was it? How was the overall event of three days and nights?
4: Yeah, John, they had it in the science building for the media members, which is right next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. and was in about, oh, I don't know, four or 500 yards of the actual venue, the stage that you saw on television. But the okay. access was good with the in, in the interview room. So we had all the players, uh, they brought them over to us so we could ask them questions, and it was uh, smooth. And uh, without them having four players in attendance, there was Christian Barmore was supposed to be there, but why well, did not attend? But they had four players that we were able to speak to after the draft, Matt Jones, the quarterback, the two wide receivers, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, and then we also had uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, the cornerback.
1: That's awesome. Well, tailor-made for someone who covers Alabama like you have for years. So, uh it, it felt a little bit like uh the Bama Invitational. Um I <laughs> yet again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that road
4: show's going to continue for a while as long as Nick Saban is around because uh we mentioned this over and over the R&D, the recruiting and development, he's been the master and uh I think now it's over 100 and something players drafted, and 39 or whatever it is. Uh, I think he tied or surpassed Joe Paterno for the number one draft
1: choices. Uh, so that's significant in and of itself. Oh, very, very much so. Um, so, how many Alabama players went in this year's draft? Yeah, 10, John. That was the
4: fourth time. The record's 12 they had in 2018. That's the modern draft of, uh, since 1967. They had 10 in 1945, but I'm not including that. So it's four uh, under the Nick Saban regime. And I I think that'll, I don't know if they'll have that many next year, but it'll it'll probably be close to that in the
1: coming years. Yes, yes. Uh, Well, you know Alabama. Very well. Uh, You and I had a pretty good uh, couple weeks leading up to the draft, and by that I mean we, uh, importantly, spent a lot of time, for obvious reasons, on Alabama players uh, and, you know, talked at length about both Mac Jones and Najee Harris, among others, along with Jalen Watto, of course, and Devontae Smith. And, uh, you know, it was one of those rare... Nights on Thursday night where, you know, uh, I basically said, you, you know, you and I basically discussed the strong possibility of the Patriots taking Mac Jones and right. Steelers taking Najee Harris. And that and both things occurred. And since I follow both teams so closely, uh, Patriot season ticket member for years right here near Gillette and then grew up in western Pennsylvania. I was thrilled. I mean, how often in something as big and vast as the NFL draft do uh, you know do I have an opportunity where the two players I uh, was focused on and wanted them to go to two particular teams works out? I mean, it's rare. <laughs> probably a it's probably a first AP. But <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, I think made so, maybe glad. John. Yeah made me glad we spent the time you know talking about number one all the alabama players number two these two in particular uh over the past couple of weeks and to have it all turn out that way i mean from your perspective being down in alabama covering alabama you know it's just a, a natural that you would be there to cover the draft and uh so again it just doesn't get any better than this these days with uh you know covering alabama uh, the way it's been covering the patriots for the last 20 years it's it's awesome you and i are very fortunate
4: yeah we're very we're very lucky uh, john and you had an excellent evening as did i uh with your two teams uh, particularly with uh, Najee Harris and Mac Jones going to Pittsburgh and New England respectively and it's it's like you said it's very rare when you could project and end up uh,
1: predicting the placement of a couple star players in the first round Correct, correct. Um, So, yeah, and, you know, I also particularly liked the uh, reunion aspect of it. And by that, I mean specifically uh, Jalen Waddell going to the Dolphins, where he'll be reunited with Tua, who he played with, obviously, at Alabama, and Devontae Smith going to the Eagles, where he'll be uh, playing with Jalen Hurts. And so I wanted to ask you, did they... They they played together for at least a year, right? Yeah, yes, they sure did, and okay.
4: um, you know they they yeah they had success. And uh, matter of fact, they played uh, when they were freshmen. That that core of players it was Devontae Smith and uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, I think it was yeah Henry Ruggs the third and Jerry Judy. They all were freshmen at the time. Imagine that for three freshmen, John. I mean, I don't know if the school, I think that was, this was the first draft, I think that a school had two successive seasons, number one draft choices, and they had two wide receivers in each draft.
1: It's amazing, AP, and of course it just hit me. Of course he and Jalen Hurts played together because he caught the famous overtime pass to beat Georgia in the national championship, as, as did Devontae Smith. And he caught it from Tua, who had replaced Jalen Hurts in that game. So, right, of course, right, they played yeah, together. Yeah, so, uh, they yeah, played yeah, together on the biggest yeah, stage, as a matter of fact. Oh,
4: yeah, the Slim Reaper, he was a freshman that year and had the walk-off touchdown for uh national championship. So, Devontae's been always like that third-person and here, you know, he has an amazing career in the fact that he ends up winning the Eisman Trophy when Jalen Waddle was probably, I think he was leading the team at the time last season. He was hurting the Tennessee game on the opening kickoff. And then Devontae goes on to have this spectacular year. And, and like I said, he'll, he, he's right now, in my mind, the best all-time receiver at Alabama, which is saying quite a bit for what he did on the field. And that's what I'm basing, uh, you know, making
1: my judgment. Correct. It's just amazing, Uh, especially when you stack it up against who they've had even recently with, you know, uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. And the list just goes on and on, it seems. Uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Amari Cooper. Cooper. (laughs) Sorry about that. We we forget it. There's so many. Yeah. There are. We can't remember them all. Yeah, we can't remember them all. Exactly right. And, uh, yeah, so it's just, these are, the, these are you know, these are the good times, AP. Uh, and it's just really remarkable to watch. And it must have been just wonderful for you, you know, to just be there to firsthand witness all of this. Uh, just the parade of Alabama players and then post-draft interviews, that type of thing. Uh, again, doesn't get any better than that, I'm guessing.
4: No, then they had the sixth, which tied the all-time record. I think in Miami it was 2003 with six draft choices in the first round, so there was an outside chance they might break it at seven or maybe eight, but uh, one of the players that was selected was a surprise at 17 for the Las Vegas Raiders, Alex Leatherwood, the Outland Trophy winner at number 17. And who would think drafting the Outland
1: Trophy winner would be a surprise in the first Correct. round? exactly. And I was watching, I watched the whole thing, and that was a bit of a surprise. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's... Uh, nothing short of amazing and you know Mac Jones again we we talked so much about it I I talked about it this uh, right at the top of the show today uh you know I, I just New England is very excited and uh Patriot fan base they, they just even though Cam Newton is signed obviously for this one year coming up uh people were really antsy up here to see something addressing quote the long-term future at quarterback and Mac Jones is certainly that guy and you know his three main qualities to me are you know intellect leadership and he's a winner and those are the exact same uh, words I would use to describe Tom Brady so everybody up here myself included is is just seeing him as the reincarnation potentially of Tom Brady and uh, you can't get a better comparison than that. And AP, the way he strutted onto the stage, and I guess a hot mic caught him saying he secretly wanted to be drafted by the Patriots. The fact that, you know, he and now his teammate, Christian Barmore, the number two pick who the Patriots moved up to get, uh, you know, they go from being coached by Nick Saban to being coached by Bill Belichick. It's pretty heady stuff, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, it is kind of unique, uh, John, that those two programs are have a symbiotic relationship, and those two coaches, of course, I was always, you know, uh, kindly referred to them, uh, the two most powerful
1: Croatians this side of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. No doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, you know, worked for a time in Fairmont, West Virginia, which was the next town over, basically, from where Nick Saban grew up. And uh, in northern West Virginia near Morgantown. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I've always been a a fan, um, to say the least. It also happens to be where Sam Huff grew up, the famous linebacker from the New York Giants. Um, Yeah, yeah, so it is. It's great stuff. They have a unique relationship. Uh, Of course, Saban was a coach under Belichick when he coached the Browns in 90, in the late nineties. And, uh, you know, they've just been great friends ever since. And, uh, yeah, so it's just going to be fun to watch, you know, again, the Mac Jones and Najee Harris, you know, are going to be really, uh, fascinating to watch how their pro careers develop. Um, you know, it, as a Patriot season ticket member, it's going to be interesting to watch, uh, you know, Cam Newton, because uh, Belichick started the post-draft press conference by saying Cam Newton is our quarterback. That's how he began it, before he even took questions. Right, yeah. So, uh, so, we'll see how that all develops, what the crowd reaction will be, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Everybody's happy to have, you know, three quality corner quarterbacks, and... Pretty unique, AP, as you pointed out. Two from Auburn, one from Alabama. You don't see that every day either. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time, John. So that'll be uh, some jaw-blowing going on probably
4: during practice. You know, some some good fun and uh, rivalry uh, revisited. So, yeah, that's up, up there. Uh, we had spoken before. And uh, Alabama, I think, has five players and so does Auburn. So that's that's uh, ten players from this, with Alabama ties on the New England
1: Patriots. That's interesting, too. Quite interesting. It's roughly, you know, 20% of their team. That's rather amazing. And then just to close out this segment, AP, Najee Harris, you have known him and followed him since high school. And now he lands with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the team I grew up near watching and, uh, and, I just think its it feels like a match made in heaven. The Steelers have a gigantic need for a, a ground game. Uh, it was basically non-existent at the end of the year last year as they went on their late-season skid after starting 11-0. and And, uh, you know, James Conner, I was really surprised to see he left the team and signed with the Cardinals. I didn't even know his contract was up, quite frankly. And... And here comes Najee Harris. He looks, uh, you know, and the Steelers have always been known as a for their ground game, from Franco Harris to, you know, Jerome Bettis, power running game. Yes. With Najee, and here's Najee with that opportunity. Yeah, big
4: backs, powerful. Uh, Najee brings the pass receiving skills extraordinaire to the backfield and I, I know that's a welcome addition to their quarterbacks and to their overall offensive scheme. That he 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 can be out in space and give people a, a problem in the pass patterns. I can tell you that right now.
1: Yes, yes. He also has the hurdling ability as we saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah right, in the right. College football playoffs this year with a signature play that all will remember forever and uh and yeah. AP having grown up down there covered the Steelers during the dynasty steel curtain era and whatnot. Uh, I think it's a match made in heaven. I, I think the fan base is going to love him. I think he is going to love it there, and uh, I can't wait to watch. So, uh, so thank you, uh, you know, for your input on all of this. Uh, so why don't we take our first break? We still have a lot more to get to on the other side
3: voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa
2: play finding your frequency podcast
3: on TuneIn. today our 40s sit firmly in midlife we are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead but now is the best time to plan for our future life listen for 45 forward with host ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Are you ready for a shake-up in your online entertainment? Then listen for The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine, a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's The Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Boys, America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, a veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we ended the previous segment talking about Najee Harris being drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, But I have to ask, one of the things that, of course, did not surprise me, but was fascinating for me to see, was uh, every time the Steelers made a pick, the Browns fans were vociferous, reflecting what I have said (laughs) forever, the best rivalry in the NFL. It's had its ups and downs. I think we might be getting back on track here after what happened in the playoffs last year, where the Browns went into Heinz Field in decimated the Steelers to end their season anyway uh, you know I I just thought it was fascinating we we had the likes of Franco Harris and then we had the Run DMC Steeler fan (laughs) announcing as well and I I just loved the back and forth because again I grew up on that rivalry and there's really nothing quite like it the cities are 100 miles apart so it starts with that
4: yeah it was fun John frank Harris, he came out. He's gracious. He's a he's a very nice yes. gentleman. Um, sure is. Yeah, yeah, I know you had a chance to meet him. I've had a chance to meet him in the past. And uh, exactly right. It, 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 yeah, that's that's you know rivalries are fun. You know, just poking fun at each other and always trying to one up each other. That's that's a competition. So, uh, but like you said, I I think it's going to be really good this year. With the addition of Nigerias to Pittsburgh and Cleveland, definitely having yeah, a good football team. So it would be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I think it's just going to be fabulous this year. It feels like for the first time in a long time that it's back. I had the good fortune to literally be covering the Steelers on a weekly basis. Uh, late 70s, early 80s, the kind of the end of the the third and fourth Super Bowls, won by the Steel Curtain. Steelers, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the days of the cardiac kids. And, uh, you know, Brian Sipes, Sam Rutigliano, Ozzy Newsom, and it was just pulsating stuff uh, among the highlights of my career. But again, I can't emphasize, you know, I grew up on it. You, you know, Steelers versus Browns, when both teams are good, and it hasn't been happening all that much for. A lot of decades, actually. Um, but there have been some times it happens, and uh, boy, it's just as, as good as it gets. Uh, so I think you're exactly right, AP. I think we are going to have maybe the, that rivalry rekindled at the highest level this year than it's been. You know, the Steelers still have to be smarting by the absolute blowout They absorbed at home after, again, an 11-0 start, and then they really hit the skids, and the low point was obviously the playoff loss. I think the Browns scored on the first play of the game. Ben fumbled. Maurice Pouncey now retired, the center, all-pro center, (laughs) hiked it over his head. Browns recover in the end zone, and the route was on. And uh, no Steeler fans will soon forget that night. That's for darn sure.
4: <laughs> there's no way they will. They, sh- they sure won't, John. Hey, John. I, I before we uh, forget, I wanted to bring up the fact that for the first time in history at the University of Alabama, a long snapper was selected. Thomas Fletcher. Really?
1: And that's his sole yeah, so, duty.
4: Wow. So yeah, yeah. No, and it, what happened was, and right after him, the, the, this long snapper from Michigan was taken as well.
1: And, and they've huh. never had that happen in the draft, the run of long snappers. Wow. And I have to ask, has this been something that's been trending? Have long snappers been getting drafted in recent years? If so, no, not today. That.
4: I don't think so. I
1: don't, I don't think, think so I think
4: it's been, I think it's, you know, really their their high priorities uh, in free agency. They're, they're signed as quick as they can. Uh, and Thomas is a unique position because his dad, with a long snapper for the Raiders, maybe Seattle as well. So that's his family business, yeah. Correct, correct. Um, and he, he, well, he won the award for the best long snapper this year.
1: He did. Yeah, I Thomas didn't even did. know that yeah, but, existed. So this is uh, very educational, as always, with UAP. And, uh Well, I have a soft spot in my heart for long snappers because I had the good fortune to witness... One of the great long snapper moments of all time, which was at the Snow Bowl, uh, the tuck rule game. And I was there in person, and we all remember Lonnie Paxton inventing, basically, doing post-game snow angels. Uh, and he, <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, he is a household name in New England, and always will be. He went down in history with that move, not to mention, you know uh, he he was just so valuable as, you know, the long snapper to perhaps the greatest kicker of all time, Adam Vinatieri. So he had reason to celebrate that night because he basically was the long snapper on what what many consider the greatest kick in NFL history to send the game into overtime. And then of course, uh, minutes later, long snapped the kick to win the game in overtime. And, uh, and beyond, not to mention uh, two Super Bowl victories that he was a long snapper on, where Adam Vinatieri made last-second kick. So Long-winded way of saying, AP, I have a real soft spot in my heart for long snappers and the kicking game, as does every Patriot fan, for sure.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, John, Alabama this year in particular, when they've had trouble with kickers in the past, right. this year was perfection. The uh, Will record, I think, ended up I think it was 14 for 14, and he was, uh, I think it was 99 points perfect on the PATs. So, you know, Thomas had a big hand, no pun intended, in that uh, success.
1: Yeah, and it's nice to see AP, because we all know that, you know, in recent years, if Alabama had anything resembling an Achilles heel, a weak spot, it was clearly their kicking game. They did have their uh, their moments uh, of kicking game issues. And I would have to think that, you know, like Nick Saban deep down is, you know, to have a member of, you know, the kicking game, you know, snapper, holder, kicker, uh, you know, get drafted, that type of thing. And win the award is probably pretty satisfying, cause I'm guessing obviously Nick Saban focused on improving that. Cause you know, that, that can cost you ball games. That can cost you national championships so he just couldn't have that continue.
4: No, no. So well, I know he was really happy with the way Will kicked the ball. Will Reichard out of Hoover was per- perfect last season, and uh, they're counting on him again to have a a good year. I don't know about perfection, but uh, I don't think he's 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 going to miss too many. Uh, he he missed some in the spring game, but you know, spring game is one thing that when they turn the Big lights on. That's what really counts.
1: Correct. Correct. Um, No, it's again. It's it's nice to see. Um, Well, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence was the first one drafted, number one overall, number one pick. There was no mystery there. And AP, I came across something interesting where uh, it turns out that I covered him in eighth grade at the football university national championships out down over in San Antonio in 2014. I literally, you know, (laughs) I started putting together the the calendar when I became aware that he was, you know, his T he led his team to the national championship, his Georgia team when he was in eighth grade. So I literally went back and looked at the stories that I wrote because I save them all. And there it was, uh, you know, 2014, Trevor Lawrence quarterback, right in my story. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, You know, it it got him uh, being the number one pick to get me finally thinking about it all these years later. And I thought, you know, that name is just sort of rung in my head all these years. And sure enough. And then I heard from football university that there was that he had won the Georgia, had led Georgia to the national championship when he was in eighth grade. that's that a great incredible, story John. Yeah, that,
4: incredible. Yeah, that is, yeah that's
1: funny yeah that's funny yeah that's funny that's funny it, it really is yesterday yeah uh right. i just couldn't uh couldn't stop thinking about it so i again went back into my archives and there it was quarterback trevor lawrence this and that but he didn't appear to be the star of the two games that i covered uh of his uh that i attended in person uh they had like a strong running game and everything. I mean, I mentioned them needless to say in, in the stories, but there were other stars in that game, but bottom line, no surprise. He led them to the national championship. AP, I think it's just going to be a great, you know, marriage. He and urban Meyer, I really do. I mean, he's the reason urban Meyer came to the NFL to coach. In my mind, it was just a perfect storm.
4: Yeah, John, there was no question about it. That, uh you know Trevor Lawrence. When you the first time I saw him in person was against Alabama, of course, and he just decimated him that evening in Santa Clara,
1: right? National championship and uh,
4: the national championship game Freshman out on the year. West Coast and yeah. And Urban Meyer, as I've mentioned in the past, that he's one of the few coaches that you fear playing his teams because Correct. you know number one they're well coached. And number two, they're they're always gonna have top talent.
1: No doubt about it. Um so it's gonna be fun to watch, you know. He he's basically, you know, every, there was, you know, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and now him for just quote, generational once in a decade player types and so uh it's going to be fun to watch. And, AP, why don't we take our final break because we still have a few more things to get to on the other side.
3: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. <laughs>
0: on Voice America Variety.
3: Listen for Go To Health Radio
2: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
0: Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry is known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the
2: Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspiring really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com
0: listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show
1: voice america listeners welcome back to the fourth and final segment of all around sports i'm your host john inglesby And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Nuggets-Lakers game at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And Lakers got to get it going. LeBron has returned, uh, preceded by Anthony Davis returning, and the Nuggets are one of the top teams in the game, so... Uh Nikola Jokic is just something to behold. So should be a good game. And AP, not, 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 uh, not too much time left before this regular season ends. They're going to do a play-in tournament, and then we're on to the playoffs. Uh, uh, it's going to be fun. And I guess LeBron spoke out strongly against the play-in tournament. Because they might be in it <laughs> if they don't win games like tonight. <laughs> so yeah, I heard his comment. Too, yeah, yes, he wasn't messing yeah, maybe around.
4: He's not too happy. Not too happy. He's,
1: not too happy. <laughs> he's right, saying the guy who created that should be fired. That's like a little bit un lebron like um, Me personally, I'm going to love it. I mean, anytime he, you know, for me, the more quote elimination games, the better. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that to me is, right. is The essence yeah. of sports. <laughs> um, yeah, high drama, of course. <laughs> exactly, and that—that's that's the business you and I are in. AP and uh, yes, yeah. So you know, again, the draft really—you know—was the NFL draft, which you attended and covered. Um, one nice touch that I want to mention before I forget—you know—I I loved the. Roger Goodell easy chair being brought on stage and occupied you know from Roger's basement where he did last year's pandemic draft a true virtual draft and uh, I just thought it was a nice touch it was clever a little bit funny Um, you know they had fans one fan from each team sit there drawing the selection by their team and so it was a little interaction from everybody, ranging from you know Roger Goodell to Troy Vincent making uh, some later picks, and and uh, everyone in between, former players, what have you, uh, who were making announcing picks. So I just thought it created a nice touch, you know, a little humor, and, and it was just a lot of fun. It looked like they were flashing the card to the person sitting in the chair, the fan, so that person. Became the first fan to know who the team was drafting, as best I could make out. So I thought it was cool. I liked it. Oh yeah,
4: commissioner's poking fun of himself. So that was that was clever. I thought and entertaining, and uh, yeah, I just thought the the draft was well run in Cleveland. There, there was a lot of fans out. It, the weather was not uh, is it was was rainy the first couple of days, and then right. by Saturday it was beautiful. So. And Look at uh, this. even on, yeah. So even on uh, Friday, it got better.
1: Excellent, excellent. And you know, one of the big stories heading into the draft, uh we have, haven't really touched on it, but you know, was of course uh the Niners trading up to get the number three pick. They gave up a lot, and they ended up selecting Trey Lance, who hasn't played a whole lot of games in the last couple of years from North Dakota, from so smaller school. And AP, you know, there was a lot of drama because it was between him, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, who they would pick. And AP, my take is, you know, they see him as the next Patrick Mahomes because they have very similar games. You know, strong arms, running ability. Right. Um, he's big. Yeah, he's a big player. He's big, too. He's big, too. Exactly. And, uh you know, that's my take on it. I just want to get your take on it because they, you, you know, uh, they clearly knew who they wanted, no doubt about it. Yeah, I wouldn't play poker with them anytime soon. Correct. Uh, San Francisco, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or Belichick.
4: <laughs> no, both of them, right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's who they preferred somebody who can escape the pocket and make some big positive yards down the field and they could put uh, him in the system. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's there. I I think they're going to end up... I don't know. They might end up keeping him, John. Don't you feel?
1: Yes, and I talked about this at the top of the show, that I think this ends the Jimmy G back to New England storyline for now, in that I see that, you know... I don't think Trey Lance is really ready to play in the NFL and Jimmy G when he can get on the field, as in not being injured, uh, right. is excellent. The, you know, he, he quarterbacked them to the super bowl a couple years ago when he did have, uh, an injury free year. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan, uh, from him in new England. And, uh, but yeah, so I think they start the year with Jimmy G and basically see how he go, how it goes. And, keep their fingers crossed he doesn't get hurt, and as long as that happens, I see him doing well and them having a good year. Just that simple.
4: Yeah, the, yes. the Forty ers have a good plan. Uh, yes. That group of, of uh, you know, that administration and and staff, they've been to the Super Bowl, they, they still have that taste in their mouth, and, uh, the, right. you know, they're willing to get back there as quick as they can, and I think this year, John, it's coming to Los Angeles, I believe.
1: Indeed it is. SoFi Stadium. Uh, The spanking brand new palace (laughs) of the LA Rams and Chargers. It looks spectacular. I actually drove by when it was nearly completed, but still a construction site uh, right near LAX. And uh, it looks beautiful. And yet we haven't seen fans inside. Certainly not for... Game, Rams games or Chargers games so uh, hopefully that'll happen this year and hopefully uh, you know it'll be full for the Super Bowl uh, that would be wonderful it, it looks spectacular um, to say the least so yeah you, you, you had it right and AP just to close out here we're under two minutes uh, next year the draft will be in Vegas correct?
4: Yes yes because it was supposed to be there last year Correct. Before the pandemic hit, so now it's going to be in Las Vegas, and that should be, uh, you know, really a really festive atmosphere. I can't wait to
1: to be there. Oh, absolutely! That's just going to be uh, what better city than Vegas for an NFL draft? It's going to be awesome, yeah, right. to say the least. Well, AP. Well, yeah, uh, I can't and, wait. By the way, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said I can't wait, John, to be in Las Vegas for that draft. Absolutely. And by the way, there's another stadium, brand new, haven't seen fans. I also drove by that stadium when I was in Vegas, not all that long ago. Again, it was still a construction site, but near completion. So it's a massive black uh, round building, (laughs) would be the best way to put it. But AP, thank you so much for calling in. Great job today and giving us your up close and personal coverage and attendance at this NFL draft at... uh, Wonderful to have you on, as always. My pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.